0: This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Turn to the folks who've been in the game since 1947. Farm Bureau Health Plans offers the great health care coverage you need with a price tag you can afford. With Amy Wells, I'm Mike Keith. We remain in Tampa, Florida, day before Titans-Bucks, 6.30 Central Time kickoff. 5.30 5.30 airtime on Titans Radio with Titans Countdown, 104.5 The Zone in Nashville, and the many other fabulous stations throughout the Mid-South who are part of the Titans Radio family. Dave McGinnis has rejoined us, and we are pleased that he has. Coach Mack, thank you for being back.
1: Thank you for having me back. I love it. And before I dive into
0: tomorrow night and the preseason game, I want to mention something that we have coming up on August the 25th, which is next Wednesday. It's the inaugural titans kickoff luncheon and we're all involved in that
2: yes we are
0: and if you haven't heard it's five days away the titans kickoff luncheon at nissan stadium twelve thirty. it starts the program begins at one burke Nihill, the team president will speak titans man of the year kevin byard pro bowl safety will be there john robinson and mike vrabel will take your questions through Amy Wells. Yes. At hashtag Titans kickoff. Coach Mack, I'm so excited that you're going to co-anchor the program and that you are especially going to spend time with the defensive coordinator Shane Bowen and the offensive coordinator Todd Downing looking at some of the, the big name Titans that have been added in the offseason, looking at
1: some tape. I think this inaugural event is is great. I mean, I'm really, really looking forward to this. What a great time I'm I'm not sure there's very I don't think there's any NFL team that would do this other than the Titans I mean at this point to have everybody there in the the coaching the, the coordinators the general manager the head coach and be able to interact with the fans I'm really looking forward to it I'm really pumped up about this event
2: it's gonna be a cool opportunity to get to meet some people that you don't always have access to but then also to really just talk some ball You know, really get to learn some of the X's and O's and understand what these guys are looking at every day. Such a unique opportunity. It's going to be so much fun. And, yeah, I am so excited to be the conduit of the people. So, asking those fan questions. Hashtag Titans Kickoff.
0: Hashtag Titans Kickoff. Also want to mention, too, that all of the proceeds go to benefit the Titans Foundation. And the Titans Foundation, under Amy Adams Strunk, has really started to expand what it is doing and and you certainly know about this Amy through your involvement with the community department and and the great things that they do but This money raised is going to go right back into the community in different ways through the foundation. It's an exciting thing.
2: Absolutely. The Titans Foundation has been involved in so many different initiatives that the Tennessee Titans have been able to contribute to. So when they're giving money to different disaster relief foundations or to contribute to schools or contributing to community organizations, that's all coming from the Titans Foundation. Their hands are in so many different initiatives that the Titans, Titans are really able to make an impact in a lot of different spaces within our own community. It's such a neat thing to see, and it's always expanding. It's always changing. There's always new ways that the Titans can really give back to places that have immediate needs, so it's a cool way for the Titans to really invest in the Nashville and I mean, the whole Mid-South in that community, really an awesome thing. So, yes, raising some money to go right back into our own community, so cool.
0: Go to com slash community. That's com slash community to learn more about the Titans kickoff luncheon next Wednesday, August 25th at Nissan Stadium. You can find out uh how you can get involved. And so congratulations to Ralph Ockenfels and his team with the foundation getting this started. We're going to raise a bunch of money and do something special that we think will get even bigger, uh, especially because players will have the opportunity to potentially be more involved next year. They can't right now uh, due to some of the COVID protocols. And that was something that people learned at the open practice that maybe they didn't know is that players could not sign autographs via the protocols agreed to by not only the NFL, but the NFLPA.
2: Right. It's not that players don't want to hang out with you anymore. And I've had a lot of people recently kind of say to me, you know, we feel like we never see players anywhere anymore. You know, they used to be so prevalent in the community and now they're just not, where'd everybody go? And I was like, well, COVID guys, <laughs> you know, there are so many different protocols that are much bigger than even the Tennessee Titans and what we are able to do. We've got to follow the rules put in place by the NFL PA and the NFL. So We have to follow those rules. It's not that players don't want to hang out with you anymore. We wish that we could get you a little bit closer. We wish we could get you those autographs. We're doing the best we can (laughs) to follow the rules, make sure everybody stays super safe. We want to keep our players safe so they can be on the field. We also want to keep our fans safe because we don't want to see anybody get sick. So we're trying to do whatever we can to really bring you that engagement and still make you feel like you're getting to know these guys that you cheer for every Sunday, but – our hands are tied just a little bit.
0: All right, Coach Mack. Let's turn to today. Okay, this is Friday in Tampa, Florida. Practice Wednesday against the Bucks. Practice Thursday against the Bucks. Game tomorrow night at six thirty central against the Bucks here in Tampa. What's going on with this football team today on this Friday?
1: They're regrouping and and they're they're going back over you know their last two practices, their last two days, uh, you know with a fine-tooth comb, so to speak, right now. They're going to walk through today. They're going to walk through, and, and, and the people that are going to play in this ball game are going to get the, the extra attention. But they are still going over the, the, the video of the last two practices because these last two practices have been so beneficial, and they're even more beneficial when you can go into it in detail. They've got time today. To go back into it to, in detail. When I was doing this, this type of day, when it's they've kind of got free day before the walkthrough and even after the walkthrough, the individual coaches would pull individual players in, you know, for one-on-one sessions, saying, "Okay, look, here's what we talked about. Take a look at this. This is what we want to do now. Very important day today."
0: All right, let's talk offensive line right now. Only one starter practiced fully against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's Roger Saffold. He's 33 years old. You've known Roger for a long time with your time with him with the Rams. Special guy, special player. Pretty safe to assume he's not going to play tomorrow night after getting that much work. So for the rest of the offensive line, what do we need to see? Who are you watching knowing that for the second week in a row – the backups are going to get a chance to play a ton of football together in a preseason game. The
1: first guy my eyes on are on Dylan Radins because I think this guy is going to be an integral part of this, of this offensive line once the season starts. He's going to play multiple positions tomorrow because that, it, he's going to need to, and it helps him. You, uh, you and I and Amy, we watched him very closely in the last day that they practiced against him, and, and he's improving. He is improving. You can see the improvement in this player from the first time he showed up, and especially the first time he showed up with pads on, because let's remember, it's been a, you know he played one game in his last collegiate uh, uh, outings, and so I'm going to watch him. I'm going to watch him. A lot. The other guys, Mike, they've got a chance to put some t- thing down on tape against some good defensive players. To now, you know, depending on how many you're going to keep, and let not let everybody remember. This is an expanded practice squad again this year. And guys are trying to make that expanded practice squad because the longer you stick around, the better chances you have of maybe something sticking for a long time.
0: All right, so talk about offensive line and the opportunities. Give me another position group that you think is one of the most interesting areas to watch tomorrow night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I
1: think it's running back. Because you've got running back one and running back two that aren't gonna participate. So you've got you've got three, four, and five that are that are now one, two, and three because of the way the numbers move up. All of those Jeremy McNichols is gonna have a chance. Mackay Sargent, gonna have a chance. Hill, gonna have a chance. So take advantage of it. Because let's be honest, there's one more preseason game after this one. There's one more. So this is pretty much hump day as far as preseason games go, for the guys that are trying to do something with this team.
2: I think a position group that is interesting for the same reasons is the tight end group. Because we haven't seen Jeff Swaim working this week. Anthony Ferkser, we assume, if he plays, isn't going to be very much. So then what do we have? We've got guys like Tommy Hudson. We've got There are groups of people that can come in and make an impact and really show up in a game situation. Is Luke Stocker going to play a ton? I don't know. I, there's just a lot to watch, and so I'm excited to see who kind of starts to separate a little bit more and maybe earn themselves a spot on this team. Well,
0: as you look at tight end, I think you make a great point based on the fact that you have Ferkser, who is not the true inline tight end, but he has a role. Mm-hmm. Ferkser's on this ball club. Right. I, I mean, there's no question. Everybody else, you kind of say, well, where do they factor? I mean, has Tommy Hudson improved enough? Is Swaim healthy? What does Stocker have left in the tank? What about Pickney and Forrestall? I-, I think you're still out there scanning because you may not have the answers to the tight end position. You could be looking for another veteran there unless somebody plays well enough to close the door which I don't think it's happened
1: yet, Coach. Todd Downing is looking for that niche guy. Right. That's what he's looking for. He's look, At that position, he's looking for that niche guy. And you are 100% correct, Mike, in saying they know what Ferkser is. They know what Ferkser is, and he knows right now how he's going to use Ferkser depending on who the opponent is. He needs a niche guy, and maybe two of them, and that's what he's looking for. One of the most
0: interesting sparks that has been created is Anthony Rush's move at the nose tackle position on tier Tart. Chart got off to a good start, has kind of faded a little bit. Rush has come on. Rush is a 360-pound man who, I mean, when you're talking about nose tackle, that's a that's a good thing is to be really, really big, and he's athletic. And now all of a sudden, I think something's going on at nose tackle.
1: What you see with Rush is, is he's taking to coaching. I mean, the things that they're asking him to do, and you can see his, his development with that. And plus, I mean, he is, he is 360, but I'm going to say this, and I'm going to use some coaching terms. He's 360 with a little wiggle to him. And so, to me, the thing that's, in, that's important with that is if he, can, if he can technically, with his initial get off and knock back and learn to lock out, because most big guys, Mike, playing that position like to absorb. Just because they, they've got mass and they they, they they have a tendency to absorb. Once they learn to attack and lock out with their arms, then you've got something. And I think he's learning to do that.
0: OTPQs, you can submit them to the OTP anytime by going to TennesseeTitans.com slash OTPQ. Any questions for Coach Mack from the OT people?
2: I have a couple questions from the OT people. This is my friend Neil here from Huntsville, Alabama. He kind of gives us a twofer, so I'm going to do this as two separate questions, but I want to get them both in. So the first one is, in a world of flashy track teams playing football, it's great to see good old-fashioned smash-mouth football isn't dead. It's actually thriving. With less stacked boxes, how many 200-yard games can Derrick Henry have? And he actually gave Derrick Henry the name Sir Derrick the Hammer of Nashville and says, Mike Keith, you can use that if you want. Thank you. Yep. So how many 200-yard games do you think Derrick Henry is capable of getting this year given that boxes we assume with all of the offensive weapons the Tennessee Titans have will not be as stacked this season.
1: Neil, that's a that is a it's a legitimate question. I can't give you a definitive answer because I don't know. But the chances that he will have some are pretty good because we've seen him do it against eight and a half and nine man boxes already, right? And so. The chances of it happening again are are really good, and that's some of the most fun times I have broadcasting with Mike Keith is when Derrick Henry gets rolling, because that gets every that gets everybody going, and and he has been he's been kept under wraps this preseason for a reason. We know what he can do. I mean, we when you have when you have that kind of horse in the stall, you use him for the race. And that's what we're doing. How much did
0: Emmett Smith practice or play in the preseason when he played for you at the Cardinals? Close
1: your eyes and tell me what you see. Nothing.
2: <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> uh, here's another question still from my friend Neil here. He's very excited, and that's, that's how I'm going to preface this. He said, with A.J. and Julio running routes, King Henry in the backfield, this team is set for greatness. What are the chances that this game – on Saturday is a Super Bowl preview.
1: Uh, not a Super Bowl preview because the, the, some of the main characters aren't going to be playing in this game. This is for the young guys developing, and and this is a good thing. Let, let, this is for the OT people. This is for Neil. These games are to develop your depth, and these games are to find out which guys can legitimately help you, especially in the early part of the season. That's what these games are for. You're not going to play. Bruce Arians came out and said when we came down here that – he wasn't going to play his guys and so they practice their guys these the two practices against us and of course you're not going to see the main guys but concentrate on the guys that are playing because these guys are going to be your death guys or some guys that may be vital during the season
2: This question is from Mitchell from Fort Collins, Colorado, and I'm kind of excited about this one because I think we can have some fun with it. Watching the Olympics has made everyone a couch expert. Is there an example of one thing that stands out as incredibly easy for fans to watch and judge but is very difficult to execute?
1: Oh, that's a great question.
2: Isn't that fun? No, that
1: is a good question, and it really is. And I, and I like that because now I get a chance to explain something. When you are wa- The first thing that you don't want to watch when you're watching a game, don't watch the ball. Don't watch a ball, especially preseason games. Pick out a player. Pick out a player and watch and just see whether they're involved in the play at a point of attack or not, how they are functioning. Watch their movement. If you're looking at a skilled guy in the back end on defense, watch their movement. If you pick one person out, Mike was talking about the defensive front. I think our defensive front interiorly still has some things to, you know, to work out besides of big Jeff. Watch a person. Please watch a person. And you can learn a lot by watching a person. When you try to watch everything at once, you see nothing. Watch one person. That's the best advice that I can give.
2: Mike, do you have an example of something that people think is like a goofy thing that everyone should be doing well, but it's actually really hard?
0: Kicking. Really? Um, kicking and punting is much harder than what anybody knows because there's so much precision that's involved in all of it. And that is, is the snap in the right place for the holder to get it down the way the kicker exactly wants it? are his steps proper what are the conditions on the field that affect certain things that's why when they move the extra point back to make it a a longer kick a 33 yard extra point from a 20 yard extra point you say well a 33 yard kick is still not very hard but the 13 yards of difference take away five percent accuracy and so to To look at 13 yards as taking away 5% accuracy, that's a big deal. And then to see what the punting is, to be able to directionally punt, to be able to do the end-over-end kick, to have the coverage the way it is. The Titans have been so spoiled with Craig Hendrick and Brett Kern that you have no idea how precise those guys are and the different things that they can execute. We would love it if we could see the place kicking get to the level of our punting in terms of execution this year. Because the Titans could not have a better punting situation than they do with Brett Kern. Looks easy. And if you've never punted before or you've never been a place kicker before or a snapper or a holder, you have no idea how difficult is. It doesn't look that hard. It's hard.
2: I was going to say kickoff or punt return. So kind of on the same thing because – in that moment you have to find the ball in the air catch the ball run really fast at a bunch of people who are running at you with one intention and that is to kill you not to get the ball out of your hands they need to stop you so you are running basically into a brick wall of braveheart style humans who need you to stop moving at all costs And all they want to do is hit you. Like, that's it. That's the whole goal. It's like running into traffic. And it is so hard and so easy to be like, well, there's a hole right there. Why didn't he just run that way? I don't know. He was trying to stay alive, I betcha.
1: (laughs) This is how we sit around and talk ball, you know, among us, you know, when we're just talking ball after practice or during the week. And I I love that. And I'm going to piggyback off of what you say a little bit. talking about things to watch. We had a great punt return in the first ball game. But I was just visiting with Craig Aukerman, uh, you know, during this week about that return. And the thing that I watch, the thing that I always watch, especially in preseason, I never look at the returner. I look at the blocks. I look at that front line as to where they're setting up. And then I look at them because they have to they have to run backwards first keep an eye on their man, and then set up at the precise yard line, distance from the returner, it's all it's all timing, and then come to balance and be able to get whichever leverage you're going to get. So if you really want to watch something that makes a difference, don't watch the returner, watch the blocking.
0: Punt return is much more difficult than kickoff return for three reasons. Number one, it's harder to catch the ball. Number two, you on kickoff return, you actually have some people blocking for you. On punt return, you really don't have anybody blocking for you. And number three, the rules have been changed on kickoff return to make it easier for the returner if they want to return it. None of the rules have changed on being the punt returner. Nothing's changed. So to stand back there and you've got to – your eyes go up and down. So you're up with the ball, but you're also taking a glance down to see where everybody is. Do I need to fair catch? That's another part of it. That's another part of the decision process. Anybody who has ever been a punt returner, the the bottom line is, and I remember Coach Fisher used to talk about it a lot because he was the punt returner for the Bears. Anybody who does that has got guts. Joe Theismann, when he was trying to make it in the NFL, coming from Canada, and, and was trying to make it with Washington before he could become their quarterback, he returned punts. So, anybody willing to do that has got guts, in my opinion. Not saying kickoff returners don't. I'm just saying it's more difficult to be a punt returner.
2: Well, and people who play on special teams, like especially the career guys who love special teams. Like Nick DeZubnar, like who's Nick back. Nick DeZubnar are a, a, a special brand of human, and I wouldn't want to be in a dark alley with them, let alone running full speed at them. Like, no chance. Nope. It is hard. Anyone who does that is a hero in my mind because I could not.
1: No, I. No, nope. and, and you you hit it so right because the, and there is a craft to playing special teams. It's not just running as you said, Braveheart straight into. Some, I mean, there's a craft to it. There's a craft to avoiding. There's a craft to blocking in space. When I first got into the league, when there was no free agency and no salary cap, we kept six or seven five and six year vets on a team that was really good just because of their special teams expertise. That doesn't happen anymore. Young guys have to learn all of those nuances when they're coming in, and so people like a Nick DeZubnar are invaluable to special teams coaches like Craig Arkerman. invaluable. Okay,
0: so I'm going to end with this question, and that is I want to go around the group and ask, give me a player you're watching tomorrow night. Now, before I do that, I'm going to give you a second to think about it because I have to mention our fine sponsor, Farm Bureau Health Plans. Turn to the folks who've been in the game since 1947. Farm Bureau Health Plans offers the great health care coverage you need at a price tag that you can afford. Amy Wells, tomorrow night, 6.30 Central Time. Titans and Bucks from Raymond James Stadium. Who are you watching?
2: Nick Westbrook-Akina. He has had two really, really good days of practice. I want to see if he can follow it up by having a good game, making sure he's continuing to have the same success, continuing to make improvement, continuing to show up and earning a spot on this team.
1: Dylan Radins. This is a big every, – every, every preseason game is big for this guy. He has gotten better. I want to continue to watch him get better. I will watch him tomorrow.
0: Caleb Farley, first-round pick, first chance for the world to really see him do his thing. Had a nice Wednesday, a not-so-nice Thursday. Want to see him come back and compete. And I think people are going to be excited to see – when just when they see number three in uniform, they're going to go, wow. That's a guy who looks very different in his uniform than the Titans have ever had at the corner position. I want to see him end his time here in Tampa with a positive to go home into next week that's a good one well it was easy yeah, yeah. yeah the first round pick. no
2: but it was still good yeah. good job mike
0: again reminding everybody tennessee slash community to find out about the titans kickoff luncheon and hopefully you will want to take part thank you for being part of the otp thank you to farm bureau health plans for their great sponsorship of what we're doing thank you to coach mac for his special performance joining us it's like special guest star Coach Dave McGinnis?
2: Well, I mean, we are holding him hostage here. Like, we know where he's staying, so he couldn't get That's
0: very true. far. And we've been driving him places too, so. Oh, here's the thing. That's here's true. the thing.
1: I get driven everywhere. You feed me very well. I mean, I get to watch football. I, I'll hang with you guys as much as you want me to. <laughs> it's
0: pretty good.
2: It is pretty it's good. not bad. Not a bad gig we've got right now.
1: For Ashley
0: Farrell, Amy Wells, and Coach Dave McGinnis, Mike Keith thanks you for joining us for the Friday before a preseason game edition of the OTP. Welcome to
1: Titan blood running through our veins